Hi, Ned here with a brief commercial break. Have you heard about the Fast Times Patreon? It's the place on the ChrisNet where you can support all of our adventures, antics, and thievery. Hey, we don't steal. Right? Right. And anyway, uh, you can get early access. Uh, plus, there's all sorts of other content on there, like character sheets and text between all of us, and and more. I, I even hear that you can get a personalized shout-out during the show. Yeah, stop by in between searching for where the third sword goes. I'm still looking. So run off to patreon.com slash fasttimesdnd. That's patreon.com slash fasttimesd, the letter N, D. I hope we see you all there. Welcome to Fast Times at DND High, where it smells like teen spirit, or maybe that's just Hudson's gym socks. I'm your DM, Persephone, and I'm joined by our players, Nuance. Hi, I play Suri. Ren. Hey, I play Cecil. Elise. I play Hudson, whose gym socks get cleaned every day by somebody else. <laughs> by the butler, <laughs> Caro. And I play Ollie, uh, who has no ill feelings about that. <laughs> No personal feelings about it at all. Does Ollie have enough socks to have specifically gym socks? Wow, no. wow. Okay, way to make fun of Ollie for being poor. What are you, Manette? Hey, everybody, <laughs> Manette's making fun of me for being poor. What a bitch! All right, let's get started with the episode. <laughs> Last time, unlike Fast Times at D&D High... Um, why am I doing this this time? I don't care about any of these people. Whatever. Anyway, so like the misfits showed up at Elmer's party. I don't know how they got invited, especially Ollie. Anyway, Ollie threw a tantrum and got mocked by his rodent or whatever. And then he abandoned the group at the party to go sell drugs to Elmer. Real classy and straight edge of him, the hypocrite. Then Sarasissa and Cecil ran into Ned and... Oh god, Penny. What the hell was she doing there? I guess she decided to claim Hudson and pull him away from the group. Ugh, I actually feel bad for him. I guess Cecil wandered off and found out... Ew, Grange was there. That greasy bastard is so totally grody. I can't believe he and Kenneth used to be friends. Not that I'm really all that happy with Ken right now after he yelled at me in front of all the others. Anyway, after tracking down Hudson at the party, Cecil got into a fight with Penny where she went totally berserk and had to be dragged up by her friends. And then afterwards, Ned had run after me to console me. Not that I needed it. I, I was totally fine. I wasn't crying. But then Ned came and his goons took him. What the fuck? Poor Ned. He can't even control his magic and Grange is going to try to bully him after he tried to help me. I swear to Sinir, I'm going to shove magic missiles so far up Grange's ass. It's going to be vomiting sparks for weeks. But fuck, I can't do this by myself. I guess it's team up time with the misfits. Ugh, talk about lowering my standards, jeez. You all, plus Kenneth, plus Manette, run through the party, through a swarm of people who have no idea what's going on, looking very harried and confused. You run towards the back where there is a small crevice, like a crack 
that leads to a cave that's very narrow. You cannot move more than one person at a time. He went through here. He definitely went through here. This is where we were before. Like, uh, wait, just one second. I'm gonna send Ricky up ahead so he can scout it for us. Oh, that's super smart. Yeah, good idea. Ricky runs off and disappears into the crevasse. So you send Ricky forward and you are now seeing through Ricky's eyes, correct? Yes. So Ollie uh, uh, relaxes and kind of closes his eyes and his eyes kind of roll back in his head and uh, he not able to be present with anyone else at the moment. Yes. So the world as you see it fades to black and then Ricky's sight just bursts into vision in front of you. You see him work through the cave, um, going left, then right. And when he comes to an opening, you see a massive canyon. It is filled with the remnants of train tracks, but they are standing straight up vertically. There are trains that are suspended, slightly floating in air. And right in the center, there are several trains impaled on railroad spikes reaching up to the ceiling. At the edge of the cliff face, through Ricky's eyes, you see Buster and Grange and that girl that was with them. I'm going to be describing what I'm seeing to the group as I'm seeing it. You hear Grange laughing and you see Ned is struggling in Buster's grip. He has Ned underneath his arm as they walk towards the edge. You hear Grange is struggling not to just collapse into laughter. And Buster begins the process of flipping Ned over and holding him by his ankle over the cliff face. I relay this to everyone. What? We gotta, we gotta go. Hudson just charges forward. Is he trying to kill him? I don't know. What? We need to go help him right now. Kenneth runs off. Uh, Manette freezes for a second and then runs off too. So everyone runs through the cave. Uh, Ollie, are you guiding first? Um, no, Hudson is first. Ollie is going to try to sneak in. Ollie, you get to make the stealth check with advantage because you know the path ahead of you. Hudson, after hearing what Ollie relayed, you run into the crevice, sprinting through the narrow pathway that turns left then right. And then you come to the entrance that leads to the overhanging cliff face that Grange and them are on. What do you do when you get there? Hey! You! Person! They all turn to you. Buster looks away but does not put Ned down. Continues to hold Ned over the edge. Grange looks at you, sneers, and starts walking towards you one step, then two steps, then stopping. Oh, look who came to pick up his little pet. What was it? Holliver? Hutterson? Hunter? The name's Hudson, and he's a person, not a pet. I don't know. He looks like a pet. What do you think, Buster? I think that I'm bored. I'm not going to let go of him, right? I don't know. Maybe we're going to. What do you think? Hudson? Huddy? Sonny, little bitch. I think you should put him back down on the ground where he belongs. Buster, show Hudson what will happen if he takes another step near us. 
Buster fakes dropping Ned, and he drops like an inch before he grabs his ankle again. You hear Ned screaming, I- I don't want it! Why are you doing this to me? I don't <sighs> Just shut up, kid. It's not like you'll make a big smear if you hit the ground. Are we really going to do this? Like, we proved our point, okay? They're not supposed to mess with us. This is not cool anymore. You see that the girl walks over to Buster and like tugs on his other arm. Just stop already. We'll stop when I say so, Matilda. And I'm not done playing yet. At this point, Hudson, you see Kenneth sprints in behind you, stopping just shy of your back and then moving to your side. Grange! Oh look, it's two puppies for the price of one. You know what I hate more than little yappy dogs? Big ones. You know what? I got my own little yappy dog right here. Are you gonna behave, little chihuahua? I'll do anything, just stop! Music to my ears. At this point, everyone else can arrive. Ollie, yes. please tell me your stealth roll. I have a 26. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna so that defeats any of their passive perception. At this point, Minette, Suri, and Cecil appear. Ollie, you dip into the shadows of the cave. You make your way towards the entrance overlooking the cliff face. And then you move around the shadowy edge from the edge of the cave to the right, watching from the shadows. What would you like to do? I would like to cast Minor Illusion. Um, I'm going to make it appear as though there is a flying, uh, uh, oversized, gnarly-looking bat that is going to be coming at them so that they have to move back, they have to back up away from the cliff's edge, hopefully with Ned. Okay, roll a deception check. With advantage, I'll count this. This is not core D&D rules, and I don't care. Roll with advantage, because we'll get it considered a sneak attack, minor illusion. Okay, so I have a 15 total. You throw this illusion out from the shadows and this giant five foot bat, because that's the limitation of minor illusion, bursts into life above them and starts circling around their heads. I'm gonna roll to see who notices it first. A five foot bat is a pretty big bat, just <laughs> so we're all clear. <laughs> I know, but it did just burst into existence above them, so they might not be looking up. They do have uh, Ned hovering at this point. And Matilda's occupied trying to distract Buster, so they're all sort of, you know. I, I think that was more of a, uh, an only a five-foot bat. No, a five-foot bat is fucking terrifying. <laughs> a five-foot bat is terrifying. So Grange doesn't even look up. Neither does Matilda, and neither does Buster. They are all completely oblivious to the bat, but you see that Ned sees it and starts freaking out, starts to twitch and jump in Buster's arms as he's already distracted with Matilda. What? What? <laughs> hey, stop squirming. And you see Ned kicks Buster. Buster, let's go. And Ned starts to drop. Everyone, roll initiative. 
Cecil, you're first. Cecil looks at this situation and kind of does a little bit of a kind of forward jolt and then looks very frustrated with themselves as they realize they have no way to be shape at this point. And then they just kind of let out a little exasperated whimper in just complete inability to do anything. And then in anger they just reach out their hand and cast spike growth on the area these are all standing. You cast out these spikes of earth that puncture the ground. You see that Buster stumbles and falls, but Matilda and Grange manage to stay upright. Uh, Grange swears as he looks in the direction of the spell that's cast and points at you, directly calling you out. Cecil just kind of grips their feet. It is now Sarasista's turn. Ned is still falling. Ned will continue to fall on each turn to the beginning of the round. At the beginning of the round, when it comes back to the end, Ned will hit the ground. Sorry is going to cry, Ned, no! And is going to cast Aid, uh, which will bolster uh, three creatures within range. The range is 30 feet. Um, in each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration. So, um... I'm going to give that to Ned, uh, probably to myself, and then also to uh, probably uh, Ollie. Please, please, Mama, don't let him die! And just casts uh, the spell. You are bathed in silver light, and some of that light travels over to Ned and Ollie. It's now Grange's turn. Grange finally looks back and sees the giant bat that Ollie summoned. Ollie, please give me an intimidation check with advantage. 14. Ah! Grange sees the bat, stumbles away. I, I, I fucking hate bats. What the? F- <sighs> tries to get past Hudson. Tries to get past Ken. And if he makes it through there, he will get to pass Ollie. So would Hudson please make an attack of opportunity? Uh, 11. <laughs> you miss. I miss. You you try to hit him as he comes through, but he dodges underneath your blade. Let's see how Kenneth does. Ken also misses, even though he tries to strike him at the same time. Grange twists out of the way and comes to run past Ollie. Ollie. You are still in the shadows. You haven't been spotted yet. Or roll a hit with sneak attack. That's a 19 to hit. Hits. 12 damage. Um, as he rounds past me, I pull out my rapier and slash him in the back of the heels. You slash at Grange's heels mid-step while running. He stumbles, blood spurts out of his ankle, and falls into the rock wall that's behind you. Grange hits his head as hard as possible. There's an audible crack, and then he falls backwards onto the floor, unconscious. Or maybe dead, you don't know. Still don't want him to die. Definitely, he's definitely bleeding from his head profusely. It's now Ken's turn. Ken looks at what happened to Grange, 
and runs past Hudson. Hudson, you need to get net and runs to Grange. You see that his hands start to glow and he's casting a healing spell as Grange seems to be in a lot of trouble. It is now Buster's turn. Buster, who just got kicked and surprised, tries to reach down and catch Ned before he goes any further and slips through his fingers. Buster goes, no! And reaches down as far as he can. It's now Matilda's turn. Matilda starts freaking out. She lets out this high-pitched scream. She falls to the ground in the fetal position. It looks like she's having a panic attack. Like she can't handle what's going on or the possibility of what's happening. And she, that's her action. She falls prone. Ollie, it's now your turn. Um, okay. I've got a stupid idea, but I'm gonna do it. All right, so I am going to, I'm gonna use my mage hand. It only picks up five pounds, but I'm going to try to use it to grab onto Ned to keep him from falling as fast, as long as possible as I run over to the side of the cliff and I'm going to jump to get him. Um, even if that takes me off of the cliff, I'm, I'm going to try to, if we hit the ground, I'm going to use my acrobatics to try to break the fall. To clarify, Mage Hand will not help you here. I know. Okay. I know. Um, so you, you jump off the cliff face? Yep. I'm going to try to get Ned. Make an acrobatics roll. Uh, that's a 15 total. Okay. You leap off the cliff face. You reach out with Mage Hand to slow his descent. The mage hand falls short, and you are plummeting down. You cannot reach Ned, and you fail. Uh, sorry, we'll scream. No! Ollie! As he leaps. Oh my god. <laughs> Hudson, it's now your turn. Uh, Hudson's turn. I'm going to rage. That means I'm going to roll the die. Rolling for, uh... Path of the Wild Rage. I got six. Uh, okay. Persisted. You are born aloft. You gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed. No, no way! Winner! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Did you really just get a flying? Sp- oh my! Oh my god! god. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was like the nat twenty of sixes. Oh just so my you know. god! Okay. Uh, Thank fucking God someone can fly right now! Okay, Hudson, please describe Uh, what happens when this effect goes on. Okay, so Hudson just, uh, he makes this face where he's just, you don't normally see him like this, where he's just like super intensely focused and clearly fucking furious. So he goes bolting the 30 feet off of uh, the cliff, and as he jumps off the cliff, he just like shines with this like, the gayest rainbow sprinkle light you could possibly imagine, and then swan dives into the ravine after Ollie and Ned. Okay, I am going to say, so it's been, he's been falling for 48 seconds. Uh, I'll be kind and say that it's a foot per second. So you, after running 30 feet and diving off, are not within range of Ned. However, you can catch Ollie, so please make an athletics check. Athletics check. Catch Ollie, please. Don't I, I'm so flattered that you love me so much. 
that it literally gave you the power to fly. That was a nat one. Oh no! See, no. you had to talk. <laughs> you had to talk shit, Ollie. You had to talk shit. Okay, you... stop talking over each other. What was the roll? Nat one. You got a nat one. Okay. So Hudson, burning with rage, filled with the power of the Feywild, bursts into rainbow light as he leaps over the side of the cliff face, diving down in between upright train cars and spikes of metal and reaches deftly to grab Ollie and completely misses. And Ollie continues to fall. And now, it's Ned's turn. Hudson, Ollie has slipped through your fingers, just as Ned just slipped out of Ollie's grasp. Ollie, you can see, falling down in front of you is Ned, his face contorted in pain, worry, fear. And you can see, just beyond him, is the ground. When all of a sudden, you hear a cackle. (laughs) (laughs) Ned bursts into red light that engulfs his body. Arcane symbols start to curl out from him, circling the metal spikes all around you. Spikes start to twist and form slithering, moving liquid metal tentacles that grasp him as he's falling. A few of them reach over to grasp you, too. And you see this bright burst of red light flies past you and up to the cliff. What in the fuck was that? It's your turn. Cecil, you are still up on the cliff face. Grange has fallen, is being treated by Ken. You can see that Matilda is still struggling with Buster. Buster is still freaking out about having dropped Ned. And you see this bright red light burst up and starts to fill the entire area with its glow. And it settles right on the edge of the cliff. As it passes, you see that it shatters the illusion of the bat. And when it settles, you see Ned, but not Ned. Instead of little five-foot-tall, cute, dreadlocked Ned, you see a six-foot-tall man. His dreadlocks have grown out in long, curly twists that have turned red and pink at the bottom. He wears a double-breasted coat that is red and pink, and at his forehead, in between his feet, the outline of a pale lily that glimmers with iridescent light. That same light travels down from his forehead, around his arms, and into the cuffs of his sleeves, gathering in strange, eerie light. His eyes are closed but when he opens them, they glitter, opalescent and shining. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it feels so good to be let out again. <laughs> I suppose I have the broken one to thank for that, don't I? Well, so Ren's first thought is, did falling make him hit puberty? Uh, but Cecil's not thinking that. Cecil's panicking because people have jumped. Uh, again, they have very little that they can do. So, what Cecil is going to do is kind of shake their head at, at this emergence of Ned and then uh, run over to the edge of the cliff and look down. Roll a perception check. With advantage, you can see. 17, so... You peer over the cliff face, and you see an extremely strange sight. Liquid silver tentacles have wrapped themselves around Ollie and are slowly rising up from the bottom, gathering speed, gathering speed and going to the top. You see that they are moving, even now, past Hudson. So Cecil is peering out over the edge of this cliff and will look around and gather just like the nearest you know rock that is on hand and cast magic stone on it and that's the end of their turn Manette is there at the entrance of the cave still has not had a chance to act you see her throw out her hands and golden light shoots from them towards Grange Matilda you see that it wraps around their arms hands and ankles and forms binds as they are pulled to the ground. She casts whole person on both of them and succeeded. It's now Sarasissa's turn. Uh, so Suri, when Ollie leapt over um, uh, uh, Suri kind of like hit hit the ground like just uh went to her knees to kind of yell and fling her arm over out into the abyss so she has watched all of this so uh she gets back up ned ned is that you ned you're okay and is actually going to uh run and attempt to give ned a hug i mean this is clearly not the ned she knows but it's also it, it is obviously ned and it's not a smeared body on the floor so yeah she's going to actually run in an attempt to give ned just a, a, as big a hug as possible crying i was so scared i was so worried sir Sissa, you run up to ned and throw your arms around him you feel ned stiffen up still glowing with this iridescent light and look down at you I'm sorry, love. But Ned's asleep right now. Perhaps, though, you'd like to pay him a visit wherever he is. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You do seem so fond of him. That's a rarity, I assure you. Who are you? <laughs> Where's Ned? <laughs> 
Oh, don't worry. Just sleep like a little baby. Roll a charisma saving throw. 16. Your limbs start to move of their own accord as you separate away from Ned. Your body stiffens. You feel your vision gets taken over by pink light. You see the room starts to shift. And you are now under a charmed effect. Now, little plaything, let's see what good you really are. (laughs) Okay. Good girl. Grange is out of commission. Ken is still dealing with Grange. Has not even looked behind him. Let's see if Buster can bust out. Buster cannot bust out, and neither can Matilda. Ollie, it's now your turn. You are wrapped in these liquid silver tentacles, shooting up through the air. You've passed Hudson. You're going higher and higher and higher. The energy from these things almost burns, not in a way that would hurt you or a way that would cause you harm, but it's an oppressive sort of emotional hate you can feel from them. This vengeful spitefulness that radiates off of them. And they bring you to the edge of the cliff and then slither away from your body leaving you standing there. What do you do? Uh, Ollie writes himself and then uh, takes in what's going on. Is it is it obvious that Suri has been charmed or is that not clear? Roll an insight check. Okay, that's a 19 total. You look at Suri and you know something's wrong. One, her eyes are pink. To she's looking at Ned with an adoration that you, with the kind of adoration that seems unnatural for Surrey. It's not something, it's not point blank for our listeners. It's not sexual. We're not doing that here. It's more like just shining devotion. It's definitely not natural. Uh. Suri, what, what are you doing? Uh, Ali goes over to Suri and looks at the person who used to be Ned. Who are you? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, that's why I asked. Hmm. You concerned about my new little friend here? Ali, he's our friend. What are you? Why are you being it's... like this? See, we're friends. <laughs> uh, can you let her go? I mean, thank you very much for doing the thing with not letting me die, but can can you let my friend go, please? How could I allow someone who helped release me to die? That wouldn't be very giving, would it? But no, I think I will keep my new friend here. For now. Anyway. I'm glad we're friends. What do you want? <laughs> what don't I want? 
Uh, I don't know. You haven't told me. And I'm not going to. Fuck! Just... <laughs> <laughs> Is there something you'd like to say? Or do? I'm all ears. Ugh, Ollie starts to get really visibly angry. Ollie, I don't know why you're so upset. Ooh, feisty. It's okay, we're all friends. I'm gonna hold my action, but Ollie's reaching for his rapier. It's Ollie. Hudson, that's your turn. You are still flying. So... Okay, so I don't see Ned at the bottom of the ravine anymore, do I? Or do I? Uh, Ned, you saw the light that became Ned shoot up and into the and air. And there's no more Ned. And you do not see Ned. You do not see Ned okay. at the bottom. Um, and then I saw all the silver stuff go down and then up past me, taking Ollie. It, would st it went up past you, but it's still descending now. Okay. Um, I'm going to go find Ollie and Ned. And I'm gonna fly back up. Um, and I assume I see that guy. So you got down, you were 30 feet down, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you get up and you can see Ned from the back position as you rise up. I think Hudson is going to probably attempt to tackle Ned in a friendly way. Just be like, oh my God, you're okay. <laughs> okay. Roll a grapple check. God damn it. That's just strength, right? Yes. That is a total of seven. You fly up and you see Ned and you try to just tackle, hug him because he's okay and he's safe. And... Ned just sidesteps you, and you hit the ground. Whoa! Oi, that was embarrassing. Oh, Ned, you're okay! You are about as subtle as a brick to the head, aren't you? What? That's not very subtle. No, it's not. I think Hudson doesn't really quite know what's going on right now. Uh, Ned, did you get taller? <laughs> that is one of the perks, yes. Oh, you sound different too. Do you approve? Oh, uh, I guess. Ollie, are you also taller? What? No, no, Ollie's still short. I'm. What? I'm not sure. Hudson, we have bigger things to deal with here. That, that, this... All right, pay attention. Sorry's. This. Uh, where's Cecil? What? I look around for Cecil. Cecil had been peering over the edge of the cliff and is now turned and is staring at this whole situation, still kind of like clutching onto the edge of the cliff. Are you okay? Uh, it, there were. So normal then. Yep. Ten All right. Tentacles. What do you mean, Suri's like this, Ollie? What has it been this whole night? All you've done is avoid me. I don't understand. And now we have our friend? Why are you being a jerk? And with that, it's Ned's turn. Yes, Ollie. 
Why are you blue? A joke. Oh, it feels so good to cut loose again. You can relate to that, can't you? If you're so worried about your friend and desire her freedom, then why don't you release her? You'd like that, wouldn't you? Yes! He smiles at you. Ollie, please make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, it's garbage. Total garbage. Uh, it's got whatever it is, I fail. Uh, I got a five total. Sir Sissa, mm -hmm. subtract ten hit points from your total. Oh. Okay. Ned touches Sir Sissa's shoulder, and the light in her eyes starts to burn pink, then red. And snaps and those that light bursts out of Cerisus's eyes burning and leaving tracks of blood down her cheeks and bursts into your chest you take five radiant damage from this beam of light ah! uh, I my held action is no longer being held I'm going to attack him so, uh, this is just a regular melee attack with rapier that's a fucking nat one. We are rolling like champs today. <laughs> That's a nat one? Oh yeah. Ollie, you attempt to stab Ned. And it's like one second he's there and then the next second he's not. And then you hear a voice from behind you right by your neck. You're going to have to be faster than that. <laughs> Cecil is going to scramble to their feet. The tentacles are no longer visible, correct? Yeah. Okay. That all happened very fast. Scramble up to their feet and run up to join Ollie in sort of sizing up fake Ned, seeing that that Surrey had just had a moment. Why did you do that? Why did I do what? All of everything that's... What's going on? Your friend wanted this little one released. I only oblige. <laughs> I'm gonna side-eye and look to look back to see what the, the bullies are doing at this point. So Grange is knocked out. Buster and Buster and Matilda are prone on the ground. Alright, well you're not in the pit, so all's well that ends well, right? <laughs> is that what you think? There's just a loud audible gulp. You seem so nervous. A lot of anxious energy in you. I wonder if I can use that. <laughs> Cecil's got nothing. 
Cecil's just clutching onto the the enchanted rock and not doing anything. That's it. Talking was. Are you holding your action or giving up your I'm turn? I'm giving up my turn. Like, talking was all that Cecil has in this situation, I think. It's now Manette's turn. Okay, what's going on? When did the short one become hot? When did that happen? Did, did, did Suri just shoot laser, lasers out of her eyes? What's going on? All right, first of all, I've always been hot. And I don't appreciate being called short. I, I, I believe she was referring to me. I know, I'm just. Ruins everything, this guy. Ned, Ned. That's your name, right? Ned. What happened? You know, all of you keep asking me the same question. And it's not the most important thing you need to know. The most important thing that you all need to consider right now is not what I'm doing, but what I'm going to do. Monette, can you dispel? I, I, I can try. Do it! Alright. Beams of light start to wrap around her fingers again. She throws out her hands. This gray wand light it starts to shift from gold to gray. Shoots out, and Ned just holds out a hand. And that light is absorbed into his palm. Shit. Thanks for the gift. That is not normal. That's not a... No, you think? I, um... You are all very funny playthings, aren't you? We're counting the bullies as down for the count. It's Suri's turn. You are no longer under the effects of Charm Person as of the release of the spell that was on you. So in that case, what Suri is going to do is um, as a bonus action, she's going to cast uh, Shield because yes. Um, and then she's going to look up at Ned um, and just more on instinct than anything else, poison spray. Only, uh, again, instead of it being a, a regular cantrip, it's, she's going to open her mouth and hiss and send a stream of poison. Uh, so constitution saving throw or take 1d2 12 poison damage. 15. All right, I think that is higher than my spell. And that just seems, yeah. Oh, yep, that's a, that's a 12. Okay, so yeah. Um, uh, and then with that, she is going to bolt her 30 feet because it's she didn't take the dash, dash action, but yeah, she's, she's gonna get out of dodge. And by that, I mean like duck behind Ollie. <laughs> Run and duck behind Ollie. Ollie's turn. Okay. Um... I am going to attack again. Oh, this might hit. That's a 20. Dirty. Hits. Yes! Okay. Um, I don't have the sneak attack damage, but I can use Booming Blade. So Booming Blade will only work if um, if they move. If they if Ned moves, then Booming Blade will take effect, and then I roll another D8. So mm -hmm. first, I'm just rolling my regular damage. Eight damage total. And mm -hmm. then I'll roll another D8 if they move. Ollie, you slash out at Ned, and you manage to cut him, 
your dagger slashes and shreds the front of the jacket, but for a moment you don't see blood. All you see is this dripping iridescent fluid from his torso. And then a second later, it starts to pull back into his body and the skin starts to reform, though the jacket remains torn. A little shocked, aren't we? Needlessly. Hudson, it's now your turn. All right. Hudson is yelling and he's going to attack new Ned. Let my friend go, jerk! Not likely. Does an 18 hit. Hits. <laughs> Does five damage. You slash at Ned with the sword and you do some damage too. It is now Ned's turn. You know, mm-hmm. you're all a little bit more trouble than you're worth. Ned reaches out with a palm and red light gathers around his fingertips and then bursts into a sight. A red and purple blade and a black pole. And he is going to attack Ollie. And completely misses. The scythe blade goes wide as you duck underneath it. Wily thing. Cecil, your turn. This has clearly turned into a, a scuffle, which Cecil was hesitant about. But. At the the not quite not hitting of Ollie, which since Cecil was right beside Ollie, probably nearly grazed Cecil as well. As sort of a, a little bit of a without thinking reaction, Cecil will right after that happens just close their eyes a little bit and then throw the enchanted rock at Hot Ned. Make an attack roll. Ha! 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 <laughs> nat 20. Got a nat 20. <laughs> yes! What? Okay, roll twice the dice. I was like, wait a minute, what? What? Okay, so that'll be uh, 2d6 plus 5. So that's 6, 8, 8, 8 damage. Yay! My magic rock. So. The little rock that that Cecil has been clutching in their hand is glowing, sort of faintly green. And as Cecil does this reactionary toss, it it doesn't have a whole lot of weight behind it. It's more just flinging a sense of fear at fake Ned. And the, the small glowing green rock, I feel like just smashes Ned right in like the side of the temple which which was an accident Cecil was aiming for just you know the stomach or something you throw this rock and it smashes into Ned's temple you see there is a burst of iridescent ooze that shoots off like a geyser from his head and then reforms and sort of sticks itself back in but there's still a scar left behind where it is, and Ned does not look healthy or happy about it. I'm sorry. Are you really? Because you're going to be. 
Minette gathers power in her palms again. Should I try? Should I try to dispel it? Or is it is it even a magical effect? I don't know what's going on. Just try something. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna magic missile. Yeah, bitch. Prove to Ollie once more your magic missile prowess. Three bursts of energy shoot out from Manette and go to strike Ned. They all smash into Ned and he stumbles back a moment as the energy lingers and travels down his coat and his pants for seven damage. Ned is looking extremely hurt and that's Cersei's turn. So Suri is gonna run up into touch range and will cast Inflict Wounds. Which, if it works, will be 3d10 necrotic damage. Okay, roll your touch spell attack. That's a 22. Definitely hits. Um, the way I, I'd like to, to imagine it is that Suri just reaches back and just hauls off and slaps him right across the face with the full force of the spell, doing 14 points of damage. That's, yes. Oh, actually, hold on. I rolled 3d6. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. I'll keep that. Sarasissa, describe how you finished Ned. <gasps> All right. So again, she just she just runs up to him uh, and just a full-handed slap right across the face saying, give us our friend back. Smack. Uh, and just has like this handful of, of black necrotic damage that just, um, I, uh, just reaches right into his face and just as his head snaps to the side, um, just the, the, the power from that spell just crackles all over his face going down. You slap Ned. His face goes with the slap and moves him to the side. And when he looks back, there is just a full handprint of glowing iridescent ooze dripping from his face, from his forehead, to his eyes, to his nose, to his lips. And he sneers at you. You're going to pay. To, to, uh, oh, no, 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 not now, not now. This is not happening now. This will, I, 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 I fucking did you. The red energy that had gathered around Ned the first time shoots out from Ned, hits the rock wall above you where the cave faces, hits the ground, Hits all of you. Everyone roll a dexterity saving throw. I got an 11. 17. 19. 18. Cecil and Ollie. You managed to dart out of the way of this blast of energy. Sir Sissa, you're not so lucky. Neither is Hudson. You two get hit with the front force of it and it doesn't hurt you, but there's an impact and you are flung wild. Sir Sissa, mm -hmm. you go tumbling over the cliff edge. Oh shit. Sorry! Hudson. No fucking hell. You get you might be able to fly back. You also get flung over the cliff face. The light leaves and dissipates. And 
when it clears, you see Ned. Five feet tall, short threads, wobbling on his feet in the center of the cliff. Uh, what? What? What happened? Where? Uh, and then collapses to the ground. Ollie goes darting off. Ollie's <laughs> about to run over the edge of the cliff again. Before you can, <laughs> the ground beneath you starts to tremble, then rumble, then quake. You look above you, and stones start to fall. The entrance that you came into gets slammed by a boulder. Cecil and Ollie. And the ground beneath you starts to split and crack. Manette screams as you start to fall, clinging to the surface of the rock. Ollie and Cecil, please give me a dexterity saving throw. 22. 18 again. <laughs> Ollie and Cecil. You start to fall. Hudson, boulders fall from the ceiling. Please roll acrobatics to not get hit. Nine. You dodge out of the way of the first one and the second one. But then one large chunk of stone falls from the ceiling and hits you solid in the chest. And you start to fall too, lower and lower and lower. Surasissa, you've been knocked into the open air over those spikes of railroad metal. You see them getting closer and closer. Teeth ready and waiting to tear into your skin. The bottom of the cliff face gets closer and closer. And then there's nothing. No sound. No feeling. Just a blank emptiness. Ollie and Cecil, you fall lower and lower. You manage to stay upright, as I said, but still the slab screams for the ground below. And then there's a crash, and you are both thrown off. And that's where we'll end our session.
This has been Fast Times at D&D High. I'm Persephone, and you can find me at Persephoroth everywhere online. Hi, I'm Caro, and you can find me on all the things at Caromer spelled with a zero. I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatteraven, R-A-V-Y-N, on Twitter, and Books and Wunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's My Pokemon Homebrew. I'm Ren, and I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at make underscore believe underscore on Twitch, where I run indie system one shots and do a weekly interview show. I am Elise, several sentient otters, and I'm not on the internet. Don't at me. You can also find all of us on Twitter, including Elise, at Fast Times D&D. That's Fast Times D, the letter N, D, on Twitter. If you want to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash fasttimesdnd. Again, fasttimesd, the letter N, D. If you want to know more about the world, the players, or the characters, check us out at fasttimesdnd.com. Transcripts of our episodes are provided by Nuance Vivian. Fast Times at D&D High is an Arcanacast production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Our editor is Derek B. Perry. Our theme song was produced by Derek B. Perry and Ashley Abbott. Our background music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and David Feslian, licensed under Creative Commons. Find individual track listings in our show notes. And that's all. Still don't at me. Tune in next time to hear the players cry. I know I'll enjoy it, and so will all of you. Bye bye <laughs>